everybody. Welcome to the Jonathan Cogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. Listen, do you think I enjoy bringing you awful news? Do you think I get a kick out of it? You think it's something I love to do? Like I like to get behind this mic and transmit to the whole world the chaotic state of the union of the earth and how awful everything is. And basically, world the world as we know it is crumbling. On the left side, the right side, up is down. Everything's turning into opposite day every day of the week. The elites are attacking us from all angles, whether it's through big pharma, whether it's through information, whether it's through proxy wars, whether it's through uh, lockdowns. It doesn't matter what it is. You have to understand you live in an age where you're going to get attacked. And this is where the people who love freedom, who love world peace, and who love the peasants need to come together and unite. Which brings us to the topic today, which is a very serious one. And let's just say if you've been listening to the Jonathan Cogan show for a while, you're going to say, why are you even doing this episode? Because you've done this episode, theoretically, like a hundred times through all the other episodes over the past year and a half. Okay? Because everything that we've predicted on this podcast has been perfect. And we have told the truth. Even when telling the truth wasn't cool. Now, all of a sudden, it's cool to tell the truth. Now, it's cool. Now, you got people that want to tell the truth. Well, we did it before. It was cool. Never forget. Please share the Jonathan Cogan Show. This show is brought to you by the Jonathan Cogan Show, so please share it. All right. Yes, that's right. We sponsor our own show. No shame. All right. We're going to start off with a tweet, and then we're going to get into the story because this is big. This is big. This is as predicted because when you do what you've done, when, what, what the elites have done to us over the past few years, you have to take the people to war. So Packy McCormick on X wrote this. Growing up through 9-11 and seeing how the country came together after the attack, I've always naively assumed that we'd stop squabbling. Squabbling. Okay, what a word. Squabbling. Do you squabble? I don't squabble. But we'd stop squabbling over petty BS and get serious if another real threat emerged. Now, multiple are emerging. This Axios article describes five. But we've gotten so used to bickering during relatively good times that I'm finding it harder to believe that we'll be able to cut it out and pull together. The polarization over something as seemingly straightforward as terrorist attacks on innocent people, parents, kids, and babies is insane. How can sane Americans Take back control from the radical fringes. There are many more of us, but the fringes are much louder and quicker to organize. Sane people of the world unite. So in this pro-peace, pro-peasant, pro-earth movement that we've been building now for a year and a half, you and I, us together with love, this is what he calls sane people. People that just have different terminologies for it. That's us, okay? The people who cannot be propagandized. The people who see through the war. Whether it's kinetic, whether it's information, it doesn't matter. We see it, okay? We see the elites backing FTX and SBF and calling him an entrepreneur of the, of the last 25 centuries, okay? Just an absolute genius, okay? While he's sleeping with all of his coworkers and friends that look like little mini aliens and like doing Adderall and like injecting in his butt. Just crazy stuff going on there. But they think that they could trick us into thinking that he was the time person of the 89 trillion centuries that have occurred. Okay, they think you're stupid, but you're not stupid. You're smart. So 
even though the world's falling apart and it's all falling apart since the most popular president of all time has come into office, it doesn't matter. People are willing to let the world just crumble as long as they could back the people's man, Joe Biden. So I think people are willing to have a nuclear bomb dropped on their head and they would still vote for Joe Biden. I mean, just the diehard loyalty that people have to this man is just profound. It's beautiful. I've never seen anything like it. He's charismatic. He's a man of the people. And he represents everything that is American. Anti-corruption, pro-freedom, just just a leader, um, humble, uh, and just selfless. Just a selfless man. So let's go through some of these uh, threats, let's say, okay? This is all happening at the same time. And you think this is just by chance? <laughs> yeah, this is how you take down the greatest empire of all time, okay? You don't just take down the greatest empire of all time through one war. No, you spread them thin, baby. You spread them thin all across the land, Middle East, Taiwan, Russia, Ukraine, and then also get rid of the border, get in some of those other terrorists in here, get them all over the country, and then plan attacks on their homeland, have it all going out. You got all those things going out once, it's just pure chaos. It's almost like there's people that want that to happen. Why would Alex Soros want that to happen? We don't know. We don't know. But it just looks like it. So behind the curtain, rattled U.S. government fears wars could spread. Huh. Is that right? Never before have we talked to so many top government officials who, in private, are so worried about so many overseas conflicts at once. Why it matters. We don't like to sound dire. We don't, we don't either on this podcast, but you deserve to know the truth. But to sound a siren of clinical clear-eyed realism, U.S. officials say this confluence of crises poses epic concern and historic danger. At least we have a leader in the White House that is going to protect us most popular president of all time, 81 million votes. Behind the scenes, officials tell us that inside the White House, this was the heaviest, most chilling week since President Biden took office just over a thousand days ago. A hero. Former Defense Secretary Bob Gates, oh God, the name. I just think of Bill Gates and the connection. Wait, who ran the Pentagon under presidents of both parties, George W. Bush and Barack Obama, makes sense, they both love war, tells us America is facing the most crises since World War II ended 78 years ago. He explains the White House's system overloads like this. There's this gigantic funnel that sits over the table in the Situation Room. And all the problems in the world end up coming through that funnel to the same eight or ten people. Hopefully Victoria Newland's on there. She's fantastic. Go listen to that podcast episode. We did a whole episode on her. There's a limit to the bandwidth those eight or ten people can have. Really? Those ten people? Those White House bureaucrats can't just take on everything? They're geniuses. They love humanity. Come on. I'm sure they're the best and brightest that we have. Come on. I'm sure they haven't worked in Washington, D.C. their whole life. There's just no way they wouldn't do that. Not one of the crises can be solved and checked off. All five could spiral into something much bigger. Five. You're into five now. And we're talking about the, we're talking about the same president who we're now into five major crises. Five. Major. That can all spiral out of control. We're talking about this guy being the best president ever that we're going to reelect. They could just do anything they want in the world. It's unbelievable. You could just turn everything to, to poo and, and, and everyone would just vote for him and be like, yeah, he's the greatest president of all time. What is going on? This is not, by the way, when you talk like this, it doesn't automatically mean that you support the other side. No, it just means that this current structure and the current administration is, uh, what's a word? 
insane. Okay. Insanity. I don't know what else to call it. Let's just go through it. Also, I'll quit talking. We'll just get to the facts. Israel's response to the Hamas terrorist attack and growing fear of a spreading war that reaches Iran and beyond. Officials point to the protest threats and deadly anti-American warnings of Arab nations after they thought, incorrectly, Israel struck a hospital in Gaza, killing hundreds. This is a preview of what they fully expect will be a worldwide response to the expected Israeli invasion of Gaza. Now, we talked about in the last episode, everyone hates the Jews. It's always been a thing. I'm a Jew. Listen, people hate us just the way it is. And we're still here, you know? We're still fighting through and persevering, baby, against all odds. But man, people don't like the Jews. So if you want the Jews to fight, you could just literally make an army of all the Jewish women. Okay? You don't even need to give them weapons. Okay? Just give Jewish women uniforms and just go and talk to the Arab nations and they will go insane. They will hang themselves. It will totally get rid of the problem. Just make the army for the Jews, Jewish women, and just Put them all across the world. It doesn't even need to be a covert. Just have them go after Arabs. And, and if they want to marry them and they're with this woman, after they're with this Jewish woman for like five months, they're going to hang themselves. They're going to go crazy. They'll be in a mental institution. It's the way to bring down everybody else if you just make an army of Jewish women. Okay? Facts are facts. The U.S. is deploying two aircraft carriers to the region. A U.S. Navy destroyer on Thursday shot down missiles from Yemen that appeared headed toward Israel. U.S. troops were fired on this week by drones in Syria and Iraq. Number two, Vladimir Putin meeting in China this week with Xi Jinping to further strengthen their anti-American alliance. So historically, you must know that China and Russia hate each other and do not trust each other. But China has the manufacturing facilities and the production capabilities, and Vladimir Putin and Russia have the raw materials. It actually is a good match. I was listening to an ex formerly known as Twitter space today with Elon Musk. David Sachs and a lot of other very bright people. And Elon Musk says, we are sleepwalking ourselves into World War III. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast, it's no surprise to you. I've been saying this for a long time. That's what is coming. In fact, it's already started many, many months ago. Okay. It's already started. Just, you just think of it like, oh, there's tanks everywhere. No, it already started with information. So, and it's an accidental threat to civilization. This could be the end of civilization. And all I'm hoping for is that they give us enough time for the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl, and then they could blow everything up. I'd be okay. You're, you might not be okay with that, but I'd be okay with that. So uh, we are pushing two people that should not get along into each other's hands because we are forcing everybody that hates us to become friends because we're weaponizing the dollar. We're weaponizing everything. We are overplaying our hand. That's what Elon Musk said. And uh, he's kind of smart. Maybe not. Maybe he is. I don't know. The Reuters headline says it all. Russia says it is coordinating Middle East policy with China. That's fantastic. That's great. So that's number two. Number three. Do you believe there's a list of five of these? And we're talking and people literally are willing to die on the hill saying this administration is the best ever and things are so fantastic and that they can't wait to vote for Biden again. That is unbelievable. Like a list of one. I get two. Like worrisome, but like I get it could like just happen. Five intentional. Okay, that's bringing down the United States of America as we know it. So number three, a malicious Iran. It's unclear how involved Iran was in orchestrating or assisting the Hamas terrorist attack. Let's not forget 
we gave hundreds of billions of dollars and they attack Israel. Wow, what a surprise. So, oh, no, but they didn't actually give it to them because it only goes to humanitarian aid. Luckily, money is not fungible. Uh, money, by definition, is fungible. Oh, so they can reroute other funds because then these humanitarian funds were covered. Oh, no, no, they can't do that. We didn't give it from this exact bank account. They think you're stupid, okay? They wanted an attack. They want Israel to respond like crazy. They want a political trap like this, okay? They want a reason to blow up the Jews. And this will be it. And if the Jews step into it, they're going to get not going to be a good move. I don't think it's going to be a good move. That's all I'm saying. I think it's a setup. That's just a gut feeling. But officials seem certain there are ties. More worrisome, U.S. officials fear Hezbollah, a much bigger terrorist group than Hamas funded by Iran, will strike the moment Israel gets stuck in Gaza. Oh, yeah, yeah. Biden said Thursday night in his Oval Office address, which was, which was the same address that George Bush gave, by the way, the, the East, uh, axle of evil and all this stuff and why we need to go to wars and why wars are fantastic. And even though you're getting poorer and your life's getting worse, you should still support wars because it's the, great, the best thing you could do with your time and your money and everything else. He said, quote, Iran is supporting Russia in Ukraine and it's supporting Hamas and other terrorist groups in the region. So give us your taxpayer money. And don't forget what Julian Assange said. The goal of war is not to win the war. The goal of war is to go on forever to transfer money from the public taxpayers to the private interests. That is the goal of war. It is to funnel money from public taxpayers to private interests. Never forget that. Number four. Then there's the unhinged leader of North Korea, Kim Jong-un, and his frequent testing of long-range nuclear-capable missiles. As Gates point out, the combined nuclear arsenal of Russia, China, Iran, and North Korea could, within a few years, be nearly double the size of America's. That is fantastic. And number five, a new weapon is being deployed in all these conflicts. A massive spread of doctored or wholly fake videos to manipulate what people see and think in real time. The architects of these new technologies in background conversations with us after demonstrating new capabilities soon to be released say even the sharpest eyes looking for fake videos will have an impossible time detecting what's real. So I told you that that was coming to it's crazy timing. This is all happening at once, right? All of a sudden the pandemic happens and it flows right into World War Three, which flows right into not being able to tell what information is true and not true. That's the world we're in, baby. Welcome to the new world order. So what scares officials is how all five threats could fuse into one. The State Department on Thursday issued a rare worldwide caution warning U.S. travelers abroad to, of increased tensions in various locations around the world that raise the potential for terrorist attacks, demonstrations, or violent actions against U.S. citizen interests. Why do people hate us so much? We're so fantastic. Why, do, why, why, why could people hate us? We don't just bomb people and kill people and cause famines. And stuff. We don't do that. We're American. Well, there's been rough stuff that's been going on overseas, all right? And now, what do they say? The rooster's coming home to roost, or the chickens are coming home to roost, whatever that saying is. That's where we're at, baby. And people want to bring us down, and I think our internal executive branch wants to bring us down. And so they're trying to spread us thin, and once you're spread thin, it doesn't matter who comes in the next administration. You can't get out of it, and we crumble from within. It's the only way you bring down a country that is successful as the American United States of America, basically is what I'm saying. And uh, it's very sad. It's very sad, but we are not the same country that we were in World War II or that we were in the Cold War. We're much weaker. We're much different. And uh, people don't know that. They think of us as the, the, the team who won World War II. It's a different country, different strengths. We're more decadent. We've been prosperous for too long. 
We're settled. We aren't the same. Okay. And we have a lot of people that are coming at us and you put Iran, China, and Russia, and even add a little sprinkle of North Korea insanity in there. We are in deep, deep shit. Okay. Deep shit. I don't swear a lot. I try to keep it family friendly, but we are in deep shit. All right. These simultaneous threats are hitting at the very moment the American political system seems, and sometimes is, literally broken. What? That's just a coincidence, right? Biden said he was going to bring everyone together. The people who voted for my opponent are the biggest threat to democracy. That's 75 million people. That's, that's great. That's just really good. That'll really bring the country together real strong. It's not just that Republicans don't have a House Speaker and can't seem to elect one, or that we might shut down the government in the middle of this mess, or that we're hurtling towards another toxic presidential election in which big chunks of both parties want different candidates. Oh, former top intelligence uh, officials, uh, they worry that Trump's a threat to all this, even though he hasn't been a part of it for three years. But of course, it's still his fault, obviously. That's not here to defend him. I just know what they're going to say. And there's been a total collapse of people's trust in the media the opposing party and what they see on social media platforms and top secret intelligence. Why? Because maybe uh, the pandemic maybe wasn't very good for gaining trust. When you create a virus and you let it out or it accidentally comes out and then you come out with something that then hurts people. And, you know, maybe that doesn't gain a lot of trust with the public. Okay. All right. When you have a pandemic, it's not good for the people. Trust me. It's not good. Makes me trust you much less makes you makes me think that you do not care about us at all so hacky is worried i understand the concern but i believe our movement can make it to the top and that's why we're doing this episode because things are different we can come together i don't care what anyone says i don't care if quote never before have we talked to so many government top government officials who in private are so worried about so many overseas conflicts at once i do not care I believe in you. I believe in us. I believe in this movement. If we can share it and we can get more people listening to this or watching this, I don't care where you're consuming this. It's all about the mentality of knowing that we are pro-human. We are pro-world peace. We are pro-earth. We are pro just common sense. And we're bringing that back in big numbers. We're going to get active. Okay. We're going to bring the apolitical movement and make it political. And we are going to beat this thing. We're not going to let these psychopaths bring down the world just because they stole everything and they're looting our treasury and destroying the dollar and just crushing the West. We're not going to let it happen. We're not going to let it happen. All right. So we're doing our part. We're sharing it. We're trying to create something through a podcast, through a microphone. Can you share it? That's what we're doing, baby. We're back and things are about to heat up real, real soon. These are going to get real, real serious. So we need to stick together. I'm going to update you every day what's going on, but things are up again, hot and heavy. All right. They've been moving quick the past year, but now things are ramping up. You got the financial system, you know, teetering on collapse. And then when that happens, they need to distract you from that. And so then they go to war and then people die and then it's just chaos. But there is a chance because we can all say no, 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 no. World peace for everybody, baby. World peace for everybody. If the elites want to fight, let them fight. God bless them. But the peasants stand together as one. That's it. Full stop. That's the message for today. So, um, yeah, that's all we got for the Jonathan Kogan show today. I thought that was pretty groundbreaking. Um, 
I can't believe that literally it says behind the curtain rattled U.S. government fears wars could spread. But then you watch like mainstream news and they go, oh, my God, thank God the adults are back in charge. Things are totally under control and things have never been better. Like everybody's on the same page. We've never had a more competent administration. They think you have one brain cell, but we have many millions of brain cells and we're going to bring them together and use them. And we're going to use them to bring the world together. No matter where you're from, what you believe in, what your religion, it does not matter. We are in this together. I promise. All right. That's all we got for the John the Kogan show. Please share with two people. Other than that, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Give it a five-star rating. Boost it in the algorithm. Other than that, I got nothing else to say except stay safe, stay free, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.